0: This program is produced using the resources of Public Media Network in Kalamazoo, Michigan. Learn more at publicmedianet.org.
1: Welcome to Connecting Communities, a podcast about environment where we live, work, and play. We connect with individuals in our community who are having an impact on the environment. I'm your host, Patrick Hirschberger, with co-host Joe Byers, and our guest today, Mark Lee of Better World Builders. Hello, everybody. Hi. Welcome. Thanks. Glad to be here. Excellent. Mark, why don't you just tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do.
0: Okay. Um, yeah. So my name is Mark Lee. I'm, I'm, I'm the, uh, the founder and the owner of Better World Builders. We, we, we do something pretty unique. We, we go into houses and we look at them as, a, as a, um, a combination of multiple systems, roofing systems, attic systems, wall systems, heating systems, cooling systems, water heating systems, and we look at them to find out, okay, well, how how do we, how can we make this house more energy efficient? How can we make it more comfortable? But primarily, you know, the other piece is how can we make it safe, healthy and safe? So so we get into, we get into, we start off by most of our people that we work for have us come out to do a, a comprehensive home performance energy audit, and we just look at the house top to bottom, and it gives us an opportunity to check everything out and and then we have some really cool diagnostic equipment, things that, that are called like a blower door and, and infrared imaging cameras. And we use combustion analyzers. So we we'll use a combustion analyzer to to check to see if your gas water heater or your furnace is is burning dirty. And if it's burning dirty, that means it's creating carbon monoxide. And if it's creating carbon monoxide, it can it can poison the occupants of the house. Um, and then we set up things like a, a blower door, and the blower door simulates a 20-mile-an-hour wind on all sides of the house. And with that information, you could figure out, okay, well, it, like a lot of houses in Kalamazoo, for instance, they're older houses. They're drafty. They use a lot of energy. And people wear knit hats and wool socks to just kind of get through the winter. And, and we'd like to take that approach of, like, you know, how can we, how, what can we identify in the house that's robbing that house of that comfort? What's, what's making the energy bills go up? And we use a blower door, and it helps us identify where the drafts are in the house. And then we'll use an infrared imaging camera, which just brings to life like um, hot spots and cold spots throughout the whole house. And then from there, we we, uh, we get up in the attic, we inspect what's going on up there. Sometimes we find bad insulation, like um, sometimes we'll find things like Zonalite insulation. That's that? Zonalite is a. Uh, um, it's a it's a really it's a wild insulation, but it's zonalite is is actually vermiculite. So vermiculite okay. is something that's mined from the earth. A lot of it was mined in Libby, Montana.
1: And I see a li- lot of it in greenhouse products.
0: Exactly, yeah, a lot of it in greenhouse products. But the stuff that was mined in Libby, Montana was also mined right next to an asbestos oh. mine. So there in Libby, Montana they just they didn't really you know, you're digging into the earth and you're pulling all this this vermiculite yeah. out. But there's all these streams of veins of asbestos running all through that material, so it just it combined it combined. And so what's what what it does for it can be a really good insulator because it 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 expands when it's when it's hotter and it 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 helps keep heat in. It does work as an insulation, but when it, it when it's mixed with um, asbestos, then that asbestos that dust which you know just keeps getting smaller and smaller. Can just float down into your living space, and you can breathe it in, and now you're breathing in asbestos dust, and your and um, your house can actually make you sick from it. You can yep. get lung cancer. So we'll get into how addicts and we'll we'll uh, properly remove it. You know, do it the proper asbestos abatement uh, practices to get it out, keep the house safe, and and pull that stuff out, and then um, and then just seal everything up new insulation in, correct any other issues like uh attic ventilation issues or things like that. And then by the time we're done, we we could do that same process in walls in, in crawl spaces around the rim joist, around the whole shell of the house. We look at the whole house as a shell and like how do you uh, you know, like we we it's winter time now, so everyone's starting to put on different layers and wearing different hats and putting on boots. That's what we do to houses. We kind of dress them for the for the season so they mm. can be uh, holding heat and holding comfort, so that's a uh, that's a little bit of what we do. We we, when we get w- once we correct the shell issues in a house, which is a big part, then then you could start to look at um, you could start to evaluate your heating and cooling system. And heating and cooling systems, y- you can actually write, you can oversize a heating and cooling system, or you can undersize it, or you could find just that right spot. And uh, we try to find just that right spot by Determining load calculations in a house based on how much insulation are, is up in the attic, how much insulation is in the walls, what are the what are the parts that actually pull uh, energy load, heating load out of the house. So we, we by correcting those things in the house, <coughs> by correcting those things in the house, we can actually make a uh, we can actually determine. Well, your furnace should actually be this size. It should be forty eight thousand BTUs, but you have a hundred thousand BTU furnace in there now. So by making it smaller, you can make it run more e- efficient. You can burn gas more efficiently. You can make it more comfortable. So that's a lot of our goal is to make houses healthier, more comfortable, more durable, and, and, and energy efficient.
1: How did, you, how did you find this? How did you find this passion?
0: Oh, how did I find this passion? Uh, it's a great question. I, I, when I came out to Kalamazoo, I came out to Kalamazoo in 1989 to go to Western. And uh, I love going to Western. Happy, happy, I went there. And um, about my third year in, I realized I'm going to be. In, I was going to be. I was. I was on the six-year plan. So it's and I, at that point, I figured out. I, I bought a house when I was about nineteen or twenty, just because I knew I was going to be here for a little while. And that gave me, uh, you know, when you're nineteen and twenty, you you, you want to fix up your house. You, you have all this energy, and so I was, you know, using a lot of my own energy to fix up houses and i i got into learning about how to fix houses and um then if you know i finished school i graduated i ended up working at post cereals in battle creek making cereal and uh um my wife at the time she's like she when i was working for post cereal but she was my girlfriend at the time we 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 were um We were talking about that I worked uh, about my work, and she's like, you know, you know, you work for the devil, don't you? Yeah. What 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 do you mean? Well, you know, you look at the box of cereal, and it's and it's half sugar. You're just you're you're selling sugar to little kids. And at that moment, I was like, well, you know, at least at least the devil's paying for your health insurance. So, (laughs) so it was kind of a little bit of a rationale. But eventually, I realized that she was right, Alicia. You were right. (laughs) <laughs> um, and and I ended up leaving there, and I, I tried some other careers, and uh, I I went into banking for a little bit, and that didn't fit really well, and then I went into, then I just started getting into construction, you know, picking up odd jobs, picking up painting. I actually started a, a window washing okay. business, yeah, and the window washing was uh, uh, was great. <laughs> I I for a little while I, I was going to name it Mr. Wee's Window Washing, <laughs> and Sparkle Up Windows or seeking clarity, window washing. and uh, But when I started to get into window washing, I started to recognize how um, windows actually are just such a big component of houses. Yeah. You know, and, and when you start to take care of windows, you actually start to t- take care of the house. And then it just evolved into me recognizing there's, there's actually a career, a living that I can make in fixing houses.
1: So your background, I mean, you, um, you kind of fell into building... As a source, and then because you were literally working with something like windows, and I would imagine that has a lot to do with the security of the house, you know, yeah. keeping that in, the, all these things are just stacking.
0: Right, right. It was it was all stacking. It was it was taking that experience of, you know, when I had my first house, I'm fixing things up, so started to gain skills that way, and then and then, then I started to wash windows, and then fix windows, and then um, then you ended up, people would say, hey, can you do this? And you're like, well, you're going to pay me to do it. I'll do it. Sure. I'll yeah. do it. I'll try it. And so I just continued to just learn more things about fixing houses. And then around around 2007 or so, I, uh, I, I decided that I would take it uh, ne- uh, the next step closer. And I ended up um, seeking out, uh, uh, finding out like what it took to become an energy auditor, like hmm. a home energy auditor. And so I started to take some courses in home energy auditing, and it was, um, it was, it was a super interesting thing because it actually took like, they call it building science. So, so they took this idea of, of applying science of how how energy moves through a house, how heat rises up, and as heat rises up, cold air gets sucked in around the foundation of a house or around loose windows, and then I started to learn about this idea of heat loads and how f- furnace systems connect. How how well the house can perform, or how well can how comfortable it can be, and uh, so around around 2007, 2008, I just decided to get certified in becoming an energy auditor, and since then it it it, it has just continued to fascinate me. Like every house is is really different, you know. It's it's um, every house has its own unique challenges to it. Every house has not uh, there's there's a lot of commonalities, but we I frequently go into houses where um, I find people who uh, have, that are just tired of being uncomfortable in their house. Mm. And uh, and then I come to and look around and test it and apply these tools that I learned about through becoming an energy auditor. And um, by doing that, I, I found that, well, a lot of these things can be fixed. And if you fix it, you start to lower, you don't need as much energy. And so I've always been in the idea of of, you know, uh, I'm, I'm a green, green type person who, you know, wants to see us build a better world, wants to see us have a planet that I could pass on to my kids. And I found that um, by, doing, by doing this work that I could have a career that has a positive impact in my community, positive yep. impact in the, in the planet. And then also it's satisfying too, but the curiosities that you find in a house uh, and and how to figure out those problems so it's uh it's been a lot of fun in, in in growing growing I still I've been doing it for a decade and a half and um I still get really excited about it like when I get into a house and I'm like oh there's that spot this is why it's so cold in here and 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 just making those connections with now what's going on you've
1: mentioned a few different things and I'm trying to envision the umbrella of better world builders right like because you mentioned HVAC, you mentioned things that require like building permits, mechanical permits. Right. You probably have some electrical, etc. Like, how many licenses do, do you and your office have?
0: Oh, oh, well, that's a good question. So I only have one. I have a, I have a, a, a residential builder's contractor's license, residential builder's license. And um, nope. what what I've been doing over the years is is um, finding finding the community of builders Mm -hmm. out there finding the community of of hvac contractors and and plumbers and and electricians and uh and painters and finishers and uh, asbestos abatement i do oh i do have some i do have a lot of certifications license license i only have one but i do have a lot of certifications so there's a bunch of certifications that i have that relate to asbestos abatement lead abatement uh energy auditing um I don't know, a few, a few more that not, are coming to my, my head right now. Oh, for
1: sure. No, so, so you you work within the broader community to really, um, if you have a project that then expands into even, like, figuring out how to go, you know, from, like, the outside to the inside, you're dealing with other contractors.
0: Totally, dealing with a lot of other contractors. Yeah. And so this is, this is another part of, of the thing that I've enjoyed about it is, so there is energy auditing, and then there is the idea of fixing the house. And, and so when I, th- when I talk about Better World Builders, we actually are a, we kind of label ourselves a home performance contractor. Mm. So it's not a very familiar term, but but it's the idea of like when you take your car and it's broken down, it's not tuned up right. You want it to perform better. So you take it to the garage to get it fixed and tune it up better. Well, we come out to the house and we diagnose what's going on so it can be tuned up so it will perform better. And, and it does, it takes a whole team of, of, of skilled trades and talented people uh, to to um, make that house work yeah. really well. And one of the things that we do, and I think it's, it's, it's sometimes a little crazy and sometimes a little uh, uh, um, a lot of extra work, but for our customers, they, a lot of them like it because they could reach out to one person to help them correct uh, their insulation issues, to help them. Um, a lot of people are talking about heat pumps or high efficiency furnaces or high efficiency air conditioners. And so I, I have a lot of knowledge in that, in that arena. You're a I, source. I'm a source. Yeah. And then, and then I'd use that source to help give guidance in, in to those homeowners of like, okay, here's, here's our plan. Here's what we found. All the, all the deficiencies or, or, or areas where you're losing or areas in your house that need correction. And, um, and here's here's some opportunities for us going forward, like this pathway of how do you make your house more energy efficient. Some of it, it takes takes a plan, and it takes a little bit of time to do that. And then it and then what we do is we'll we'll start pulling that plan together for our, our homeowners, and then we will do that part where um, if if they do need to to replace their furnace, we'll coordinate all that along with our work. And so there's information that I share with our HVAC guy, like he'll ask me. Hey, I want to size the furnace correctly, so what do, What did you do to the house? And we say, oh, well, here's what we did. We did our, we, we tightened up the house, so instead of it having 20 air changes per hour, it now only has four air changes per hour. And instead of having the attic having only like two inches of insulation with an R value of three, it now has 15 or 20 inches of insulation up there with an R value of 60. And so what the HVAC <laughs> guy will—he'll take that information and he'll—he'll he'll put it into his. What's an value? Oh, r value. r value is—it's um, a term that we use to to describe the uh, insulation value of the insulation um, value, uh, the insulation strength. Okay. Of of, uh, of uh, insulation material. Okay. So it's r value. It's it, it stands for like resistance to thermal transfer. Mm. It's kind of that idea, you know, so it's a higher, a higher R value means higher resistance. It's the difference between like, a if you're wearing a t-shirt, just a regular t-shirt that may have like an R value of one. And then you put on, you know, you put on a big sweater and that may have like an R value of 20. So the thicker the sweater, the more insulation value you have and more heat you can hold into your body. Okay. Houses are the same way. So um, I'm hearing this in Dungeons &
1: Dragons terms. I feel like how do you stack on <laughs> <laughs> these ah. available? What's your armor class?
0: Yeah, uh, right. My armor class, <laughs> it, is, it is strong. <laughs>
1: um, so
0: what are some of the things homeowners can do
1: tomorrow to have a positive impact on the environment?
0: Ooh, that's a great question. So uh, one of the things, a real simple one, so going back to the whole window idea, um, a lot of people have shut their windows during the wintertime. But a lot of people forget to lock it. Hmm. So so just this one small activity of taking that sash lock at the top of your window and locking it, it closes the meeting rail where the two window sashes meet and it, and it closes that gap. Okay. So just that one little thing, it's uh—it's really surprising how, how drafty a house can feel when just the window locks aren't closed down. And once you close them down, it actually could it actually even old windows, like old Kalamazoo windows, that are wood windows on, with uh, that have the counterweights to them. A lot of people think they're just terribly loose. Okay, uh, frequently it's partly because they they haven't locked the window. But once they lock the window, it actually tightens up quite a bit. Putting and then the other part is you know a lot of people have storm windows, but they don't put them down. So that's that's a, a just kind of a quick and easy one. That's one one easy way to like someone could do tonight uh, just putting locking their windows down and they could stay locked until, you know, March or April. Like they could stay locked all, all, all winter long. Um, that's one, Uh, you know, some other things, some other ones, uh, lighting has been a big issue, but lighting was like five or 10 years ago. I was going to say a lot of people have transitioned, not everyone, but it's just been,
1: you know, what is available.
0: It's available, yeah. It's so much easier now than it was, you know, 20 years ago, I remember buying a whole bunch of compact fluorescent bulbs and paying like $20 a bulb. Yeah, they
1: were really expensive. Yeah,
0: yeah. And they could, but it, but if you started to do the, nu- do the numbers, you're like, well, I'm paying $20 a bulb, but I'm saving $4 a year. So it's, yeah. you know, in five years, it's going to be paid off, and they last for 10. So it's yeah. like, oh, that's smart. They do we last an for interesting letter.
1: Um, yeah. We got an interesting letter from uh, Consumers Energy. Um, that we have uh, some smart thermometers, Ooh. um, and we were getting a credit for it, um, like a monthly credit that was, you know, they essentially put like $25 in a gift card or something. It's an incentive for the, but the program yeah. ended because I think too many people have them now. So they're like, oh, oh well, this, right. this program is ineffective. So we're no longer doing this. But thanks <laughs> for getting these smart meters.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, consumers energy actually does a great job on, on, on many things, um, they're a big corporation, yeah. but they, you know, they and there's, they're, they're they charge us a lot of money for our energy. You know what they sell to us, and we kind of have no choice, mm-hmm. except you have that choice of trying to use less. Yeah. Um, but yeah, tightening up windows, changing out light bulbs, because that has that one already has happened. Another one that's happened already, or most most people have it, is are these uh, smart thermostats. So you could tie your smart thermostat to your phone, so it mm-hmm. it recognizes when you leave the house. And it'll start to just set back your, your furnace, so it'll set it back five degrees, so it's not keeping a house at regular room temperature. It's setting it back when no one's there.
1: We do, we have um, our lights on timers, or now we're switching to a lot of motion sensors.
0: Oh, nice. Yeah, so that's a great one, especially with family with kids. <laughs> I've tried to, like... Uh, it's i i have two daughters try to remember
1: those things it's hard if, to rem- you're th- if you're not thinking about it
0: right right my mom always was on me about yeah. it like turn off that shut yeah. the door yeah. turn this do that and i almost still hear her in my head on those things and uh, uh we even at our dinner table we we <laughs> with dinner napkins we like rip our napkins in half because my mom was really cheap <laughs> and uh she was she was lovely and we got a lot out of her being cheap because she, you know we I'm, I'm from a family of 6 and so uh, we always had good stuff, food on the table, but you know, there would be these little things of her just being miserly, of like, okay, you don't get a full napkin. <laughs> you get half a napkin. Here's your half a napkin. <laughs> and uh, I think that's played well with me in my life because I, I, I still hear that well, idea. Well, conservation. It's totally conservation. And uh, I, I think I attribute a lot of that conservation to my mom mm-hmm. being, uh, being simply practical.
1: One of the things um, that... I remember about this past Earth Day is you had this cool game, that kids were coming up and playing, and it was like this house, and they had to find these problems within it. was that was that was that about mold?
0: Mold was one of them. Okay. Yeah. So it was. Things. It was multiple things. I I I call it the the wheel of home performance. So you'd spin the 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 wheel and it'd go tick 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 and then once it stopped, it would it would stop on a it would stop on a, a common problem that we've seen in houses or people have asked me about. And, um, it would be like a drafty room or, um, cold cupboards or, uh, um, cold, you know, uh, uh, drafty windows. And so it, you would take the tag off of the, 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 wheel, and then you would take that tag off the wheel and then you would place it on the house to say like, which, where, where on the house would you find the source of this issue? mold being one of them um you know uh i think asbestos was one of them hmm. so like i'd have asbestos in the attic in kalamazoo like houses that have boilers a lot of houses have boilers and they have uh they have this old asbestos pipe wrap insulation yeah around them yep. um so that's another spot so you could you could actually take those tags and put them on different places in the house and 90 percent of the time everyone was right but it just it helped open up that conversation mm-hmm. of like yeah The house that you live in actually is a, is, is a system that, um, when it works, it's great, but if some things are off, it can make you sick, or it can give you high energy bills, or it can make you uncomfortable.
1: Well, how much of this is, you know, uh, houses and knowledge, um, combined is, is upgrading and, uh, fine tuning to levels where we know that we can get them to.
0: Yeah. How much of it is that? Um. Yeah, I, you know, I think a, a, a whole bunch, a, a lot, a lot of levels of, of. When we look at a house, we do try to break it down of, of uh, break it down of to saying like, hey, if you were to do one thing, to make your house more safe, comfortable, and and energy efficient, you know, if you were to spend one dollar on to do that, where where should you start? And so so that's a that's a, that's a piece uh, when we come out to do that energy audit, we think of. We try to help prioritize, you know, what's the lowest hanging fruit to, to make your house more comfortable and energy efficient and what problems are you having? You know, really, really, it starts with that whole conversation of the first phone call that when, when we start talking to somebody about their house, people love talking about their houses. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a pretty, it's like kids, animals, houses, (laughs) Actually, maybe a whole different order for you know, depending mm-hmm. on the person. But a lot of people want to talk about their house, and they th- they either talk about their struggles at their house, or they talk about the projects that they want to do on their house, or they talk about you know some things that. And once you start to ask them those questions about about what their house feels like, they start to tell you. They start to share these things of like, yeah, every uh, every fall when we turn on the furnace, my allergy starts going crazy. Yeah, like oh, okay, we understand what's going on. That could be a sign. That could be a sign that actually mold's growing down in your basement, and your your furnace just kicked on, so it's bringing up all this basement air, and it's spreading throughout your whole house. So yeah. that's that's why you're all of a sudden you're starting to sneeze or you're starting to have this runny nose. Um, but a lot of people give you these signs or these signals, and they tell you about their house, the comfort issues or other other pain points that they have, and um, and and that's great because that gives us the the direction to like, what, what should we be looking for in the house? And then your house doctor house, uh, kind of a house doctor. Yeah, yeah. 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 So it's, it's fun to diagnose a house. You know, it's fun to like be that doctor and ask those questions of, you know, where does it hurt right here? Mm-hmm. Not that we poke anybody, but. No,
1: but you're talking to you talking to the brain and the brain is telling you how, well, in the best way that they're able to, you know, what are the problems or what are the symptoms? And then because of your knowledge you're able to diagnose that
0: yeah 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 that, that's a great way to put it it's a great way to put it so it's uh it, it, it you know the, one of the you know some of the most rewarding parts have actually been when um we actually did oh, it was just this summer actually we we worked on a house and it was a um just a house just north of town and uh a family a family a mother father two kids one of the kids has, uh, has MS. And so he was, he was having these struggles in his house where he would be very fatigued, a seven-year-old little boy. And, um, and it was, it was, this was super rewarding because we, he called us out, not so much on the, for energy efficiency, but he felt like his house had some issues to it. And so we were able to come out there and uh, crawled around in the attic and, um, the fun part about what I do is like, I still am a little kid where I get to crawl underneath, underneath stuff and I get to crawl in places and it get dirty. And then, um, but I, I, I crawled into his attic and I crawled into this, uh, crawled. I had to call crawl through this tiny little triangle to get to the other side of the attic. And I found a whole bunch of mold growing in there. It happened to, it happened to be right by his boy, boy's bed. It was on the opposite wall of where his boy's yeah. bed was. And, um, and we, we got in there, and I, I took pictures of it and showed him, and, and we, we, we ended up coming back to his house and sucking out all of the old insulation in his house. Then we treated the all of these attic spaces, not the living spaces, but the attic spaces for mold, and um, there was a lot of rodent damage as well. And so we sucked all that stuff up and out. And then we um, then we used some spray foam to seal up and tighten up the walls then we added some cellulose insulation in certain areas and then I worked with uh, uh, one of my one of my uh, uh, heating and cooling contractor friends Bartholomew Heating and Cooling they were a great organization to work with and they they brought they helped um, bring in some um, some indoor air quality uh, attachments to their furnace and so we did we did all this whole energy, home energy retrofit. We treated mold in the house. We corrected all these shell issues. And I did my blower door test at the end of it. And, and we had this like 40% reduction hmm. in, in the how tight or how loose the house was. We made it a lot tighter. And um, it's kind of like zipping up a leather coat just, yeah. just right over your body. And then and then with that, with the combination of the, the upgrades in the heating and cooling system, the air filtration system on there, uh, it, I, I went back to his house a week later, and um, he shared with me that some success that he, his son was, all of a sudden, it used to be that like he would run around the uh, the kitchen counter, and he would do it like once or twice, and then he would feel too tired to do it anymore. But he's like, yeah, ever since we did that, Aiden has been running around, and he has been nonstop. He's mm. been, he's gone around like 20 times, and he's not getting tired. That's the way, so the rewarding. It yeah. was so rewarding. It's amazing it was great and um and the crew that that works at Better World Builders i mean they're awesome folks and they uh they care about what they do and they know that their work is important cuz you know when when we have it uh, when we have an experience like that where where we actually helped a child you know helped helps a family become a little bit more whole again and a little less uh, uh burdened with mm-hmm. with you know one of their kids not feeling well and and we solved something that the homeowner knew that something was going on, I mean they kind of knew innately that something was going on, yeah, they brought out some other people, but they'd never really quite nailed it and then when we, they brought out us it was it was just a great opportunity for us to kind of examine examine it and, and and um and then they took all the correction suggestions that we 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 recommended and it it really changed their life and so it was great to bring that back to the crew of like you know the the crew who actually does the, all the work uh, I do a lot of the initial side but then then there's the dirty work of actually doing doing it and running running big vacuum equipments and running spray foam machines and doing there's a lot of hands you know uh, crawling around in certain areas yep. to get this stuff done you're in the you're in kind of in the the odd parts of the house that no one really goes to that's 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 the area we spend ninety percent of our time uh, but it was just so it was super rewarding to 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 have that happen, and and um, you know, to hear that we actually made an impact on their their house.
1: How do you um, you mentioned your crew, and I would imagine you probably are always looking for potentially you know new parties that can get involved in this kind of work. Um, yeah. uh, how do you how do you sell what you do to others?
0: Uh, how do I sell what I do? Or I do, do
1: you need them. to because people are are really interested in getting into the work?
0: Gosh, I wish they were interested in getting to the work there <laughs> it's it's uh um <laughs> I've been uh the the, the world of uh, uh there's a there's a movement right now it's called it's just a workforce development movement in the whole skill trades part you know, we've we've gone through yeah you're a part of it I'm part of it yeah yeah, yeah. and I'm I, I'm 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 proud to be a proud of it yeah because it's uh I find it really fascinating I find it uh um well, super, super rewarding and it's a necessity so there's a lot of people out there with great skills and great talents um there's there's a lot fewer people who actually know how to uh, or who are encouraged to, to work with their hands and work with their body get dirty and do do things to fix it mm-hmm. that's that's been a that's been an emphasis and I think we're missing we're missing something on that line but but in our school system I think that's a that's a part of the realm of, of um, people thinking of their careers that they have to go to college to really make it in this world. Well,
1: this is the whole i mean conversation we've been having for, I feel like it's years now, about like, how do we get investment into the trades? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And you have to get, you know, how do you get interest in it? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, and, uh, um, I, I, I have found it where you can make good money on it. You know, it, it, and, and if you start young at it, you could really learn a lot of tricks from, from some of the senior people who have been doing it for a yeah. long time. So that, passing on of that institutional knowledge from one to another, great stuff. Yep. Kind of irreplaceable. You can't really learn it in a school so much. Um <laughs> but I've been joking around like uh uh in the idea of of um recruiting <laughs> to get attract more more men or women into uh this this field. Uh, I, I joked to my wife, I was like, you know, said to her chicks dig me because I can fix stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you know, there's, there is a, there, you know, whether you're a man or a woman, you know, cause we have, we have actually a, a, quite a few women on our crew. Uh, the work that we do, it's, it's, it, it requires a lot more endurance more so than like the physical strength. So, so we have, we have, a, 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 we have three women on our crew right now and out of 10. So we're, we're, we're doing pretty good as far as you know bringing more diversity into our group. And I'm super open to that, but, that power, that power that you can get and that power that you can gain by being a person who could fix stuff is, is, a, is a value that, um, uh, you know, somebody with a business degree or a middle manager degree, you know, they, they, they don't have that same power, right? Because if you could actually fix something and, and, and improve someone's life immediately, instantly, instant gratification there's there's a lot of that to to the work that we do uh so i think when when i'm thinking about how how do we recruit more people to get into this industry is that you can actually have you could for a lot of people they want to help other people and this is a great way to help other people and you're doing it you're helping the 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 person you're helping the house and then once you start helping the house and you once you start making it more energy efficient then you could start really start getting into um taking just that pride of, of knowing that you're working towards something that is, is, is a bigger problem for our whole planet right now. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. our planet, our planet's burning up in some ways. Yeah. Literally, it's kind of burning up, but, but there is, you know, if, if I think, and, and when you, when I talk about housing, just to throw out statistics along this line, like, you know, 20%, let's see, I think it's, it's about 27% of the, uh, energy is, that we consume you know the global warming whether whether it be natural gas that's burning or coal that's burning the energy that we use it, 27% of, of, of our whole energy pie is dedicated towards just our housing our built environment yep. and a lot of the houses that we that are out there um most of the houses you know like 80% of the houses have been built before 2000 that that are out there uh, those 80% probably about another 80% of those houses just have issues that need to get fixed because they're wasting a whole bunch of energy. So uh, if you're looking for people who want to have a career that's satisfying where they know they're having an impact on the planet, but they're all, they're, they also know that they're helping an individual or an individual family. Um, I, I do try to promote that idea that you could actually have an impact and uh, make a great living and, Doing this and, have, and, and and obtain this power and obtain this knowledge and, and and having these useful skills that will never leave you. Like yep. once you've acquired a skill, it's yours for life. You own it, and that's just a huge power thing that you can, you can feel empowered about and feel proud about. And uh, well, it's and not doing like that. here.
1: I mean, it was, I worked with um, our water division locally. Yeah. Uh, for a bit, and the amount of times that you work around other people that are doing, you know. Plumbing or HVAC or electric or what have you. You know, there's always those options. You know, if you tire of something, there are plenty of things that you can branch out to within the trades that just go hand in hand.
0: Yeah, that's a great point, Patrick, because, you know, like the things that we do, uh, you know, a a, a real good logical step for someone who's worked under uh, in Better World Builders doing the insulation and air sealing work, they start to gain that uh, understanding of the thermal dynamics of a house and that thermodynamics, maybe, maybe now they're interested in becoming a, an HVAC technician. So it's a great piece to go into mm-hmm. that. Or they, um, when, when we get into a lot of attics, uh, we're starting to get, go into this, this period now where uh, upgrading electrical in houses is, 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 is becoming a requirement, because if we're gonna start to transition from fossil fuels, burning natural gas to make our furnace go, we're going to transition away from that and go to these heat pumps, then, then electrical panels need to be upgraded or houses that have old knob and tube wiring, all that needs to be upgraded. So,
1: which is still a thing,
0: which is still totally a thing. Yeah. yeah.
1: next door neighbor who uh, was recently upgraded. Uh, she's older, you know, yeah. and she's been in the house for 50 years. And I was like, wow, this is still, this is <laughs> still a thing. And in the potential fire hazards Yeah. And everything that goes along. So when that. I first bought my house mm-hmm. and, um, 2006 it was still knob and tube so
0: yeah yeah <laughs> and knob and tube's really interesting because you know in in general it's pretty safe because there's usually a there's a hot side and uh, uh, you know that's that black wire and then there's there's the uh the neutral side or the common side and and usually they you know back when they used knob and tube they had separate it by like a f- like 16 inches and they, they would nail it to one side of the ceiling joist and then the, the black side to the one side of the ceiling joist and the, the white side to the other side of the ceiling joist, and there'd be this big gap. And so it really was kind of safe, other than instead of wrapping them in coating the wires in, in a rubber or yeah. a, some waterproof it's thing. It's like cloth or paper. It's a, paper. It's a cloth, yeah, yeah, exactly. So the problem then arises where, if you have a roof leak, roof leak comes down, starts dripping on um, the insulation, and now all of a sudden an arc can happen between the, uh, uh, the hot side and the, the neutral side, and then, and then um, that's where a fire could start. Yep. So it's, it's, it's great to get rid of it, but at the time, I mean, it really was quite a, a pretty stable and, and ingenious way to use, you know, deliver electricity through the house. They, they did that up until about 1935. Mm. They, started, they, they stopped using knob and tube wiring around 1935, um, so so if your house is before, built before then, there's, there's a likelihood. Yeah, we
1: got a 1918.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: So, so it's a, yeah. You're Ours that. has thankfully been changed. Okay. But right. But, uh, you know, one of the things I, I find really interesting about what you're doing also seems to be extending the life of existing housing, which Ooh. also talks about, like, the footprint or the energy footprint of, you know, house creation, house demolition, you know, how long can this place last and sustain Without just having you know it raised and something new being put there.
0: Gosh, you, you're you're right on, Patrick. Yeah, because the uh, so um, that's been in my mindset as well. You know, like how how do we make our houses more sustainable? And some of these old houses, there's beautiful houses. Like yeah. Kalamazoo has just straight up beautiful mm-hmm. houses. You go into these well, houses. Well, one side
1: is saving the history of that. You know, like why would you want that to go? Personally, why would. I don't want to see that history go away.
0: Yeah, yeah. I don't want to see it go away either because, I mean, there was was real genuine craftspeople who who built those houses, and and they weren't building them with a a battery pack. And, you know, like like what we have today, these skill saws and circular saws that are battery-powered, they were just using a a straight-up hand saw to to cut every piece of wood that went into that house. And... um, a lot of times you know and this is the, the, the sad case, but some of our older housing stock it does require more um, it requires more maintenance
1: and investment I mean and,
0: and yeah right money investment into it and um, if you start to let that go, if you start to let that go then then that house will start to deteriorate yep. and the more it deteriorates it doesn't take much water is water is water, icicles hanging from a roof can back up into into a house and um, and start to really create some big damage it also can create some health and safety issues too but but it, once water starts to get into the house and penetrate it it makes things rot yeah. and and then soon enough if you just keep letting those things go without fixing them then that house does become dozer bait you know it, it's 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 like you get to that point like yeah does it make more sense to retrofit this and fix it up or does it make more sense to just just bulldoze it down and throw all of that whole house into a landfill. Yeah. And then, and then now once that house is thrown into the landfill, now you're harvesting all these new materials, all these new trees. You're, you're using a lot of concrete, fresh concrete. Which is so much energy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So much energy, you know, making concrete, wonderful product, but, but yeah, real energy intensive. And, um, and then, you know, now you just made that footprint that much bigger. But some people have that mindset of like, well, I just want to, I want a new house and I want to bulldoze this one down and build a new one. There's there's a, there's a whole section of the world who that, that buy well, into that.
1: I, I feel like you know what I see, you know, if someone's a uh, house, like you have an individual who's older or they pass, you know, maybe the house gets bought up by, you know, a capital firm. And then right. um, maybe there isn't a historic code uh, or, you know, maybe there's just a reason to just raise it and put something else in place. I mean, like those are the tragedies of our you know, global con- conglomerate of capitalism. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is. It is. And you know, it, it does take caring individuals who, you know, get to love where you live. Oh, there's, there's one thing that I th- uh, um, I, 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 a little not tagline, but just a, a, a thought provoking thing is like, you know, you may, a lot of people love their house. Like I talked about, people love talking about their house and you may love your house. But, but does your house love you back? Mm. And so uh, I, I jokingly talk to some customers like, you know, hey, we're, we're like a relationship manager.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: you know, we're, you, you, your house may feel like it's, uh, uh, you love it, but, but it's not loving you back if you have icicles hanging from your, from your roof line during the winter, or if you have uncomfortable rooms, or if, or if your house makes you sneeze or feel wheezy. You know, there's an imbalance in your relationship. You keep giving and giving and giving to your house, but your house isn't giving back. So, you know, we want to take this opportunity to look at why, why your house isn't giving back to you the way you're giving to it. So, so we come in as a relationship manager and, and help correct the, balance out the relationship, so.
1: How do you think um, Kalamazoo as a whole, as far as, like, because I would, I would imagine you probably work with the core neighborhoods quite a bit. Like, I don't, I don't yeah. know. And it sounds like you also work outside of the city, et cetera. But, like, how do you think um, we in Kalamazoo are, are looking at investing and saving and, uh, you know, really tightening up older homes? Is
0: um, it a battle? Is, there, is it a battle? Is it Well, I don't think it's gained traction yet. I don't think it's gained traction. City of Ann Arbor is actually taking, taking some strides, you know. Um, Kalamazoo, is always, I've always thought of Kalamazoo like little Ann Arbor. It's progressive. It's it's there's interesting people here, interesting people in Ann Arbor too, um, but they're just a little bit bigger, and um, but Ann Arbor is taking some str- some steps, and I'm 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 overall thinking it's a good idea, but they're they're taking some steps where they're saying hey, before you sell your house, or if you're getting ready to sell your house, or before the whole real estate transaction happens, you're required to have an energy audit done on that house, and and in some ways it. It seems excessive and it may throw a lot of real estate deals under the bus, you know, or just it may throw throw out some real estate deals. But it actually could be a real smart thing because you know, what's happened what I've seen happen in the housing industry over the past two years. House prices have gone up, they've just yep. shot right up. There's not much inventory of houses out there. So what's happened is um a lot of houses when when people were buying them, they were like Putting in these offers of like I'm gonna buy that house for five thousand dollars more than their asking price or ten thousand dollars more than their asking price, and I'm gonna waive any any rights that I have to do a formal inspection on the
1: house. Oh, some so much of that.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's a lot of people who bought houses at an elevated price, and they kind of they may have actually bought a lemon. Yeah. And um, but they don't quite know it, and then and then they're they're starting to realize it. So I think this may be a piece that. Could be a little ticking time bomb along that line. That's a good thing,
1: though, because I feel like a lot, I mean, if you look at, and I know this just goes for for rentals in the area, but like, you know, if you are a property manager, property owner, and you rent your house, you have to have rental inspections. You have to have annual rental registrations. Yeah. Excuse me, annual rental inspections. Yeah. And we don't, I mean, sure, I'm sure there's a lot of things that go in at closing, but like you mentioned, a lot of that can be bypassed via the sale. You know, if we don't know the status of of these houses, the people going into it, um, it could it could turn go south quick.
0: It could, it could, yeah. So like, I, I do applaud Kalamazoo on, on their, their, their their rental their housing rental inspections. I think that's a great program. City of Arab are taking this stance of like, hey, any house transaction that's happening needs to have an energy audit. Pretty aggressive. Could we pull it off here? It uh, maybe, but it's is it's there um,
1: any kind of Federal or state assistance for stuff like
0: that? Yeah. So a lot of it is there's there's this thing that came through recently. This uh, something called the Inflation Reduction yeah. Act. So you know, uh, Biden administration and 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 Congress did. I think they actually did uh, a real nice job of crafting this Inflation Reduction Act because there's lots of tiers to it. There's a big boatload of money that's in there. Some of it's going to be for workforce development. Some of it's going to be for that the end user, that home end user, where they can um, get a twelve hundred dollar tax credit on, on doing insulation or replacing their windows or or um, lead service air line ceiling.
1: replacements that are going on.
0: I mean, Kalamazoo is
1: blowing up with it right now, in large part because of federal funding for lead service line replacement Oh
0: yeah, yeah. So so there's there is that lead service replacement and and that that's great because we've really made some great strides. And uh, I was just actually t- attended a city commission meeting where the director of the, the the water department was talking about the the uh, lead service replacement James plan. Baker. Yeah, James Baker. Yeah. Did a great job of talking about it and, and, and the city of Kalamazoo, has been very aggressive about it. Real proud of them for being aggressive about it. Um, I think that when it comes to when it comes to this idea of energy efficiency in in the houses and the houses that we live in and and, and work out of um, there is more f- I think right now there's more federal action and some state action that's starting to trickle down, to to our community. Um, there are there's a lot of income qualified programs that are uh, will help pay for straight up pay for the uh, lead abatement, etc. Like the lead abatement and and they'll also pay for weatherization. Sometimes we'll mm-hmm. put in a new furnace for you. Um, it's a great program. Sometimes I am critical of it because sometimes they they uh, because it's a government program, they have their blinders on and saying, well, we can only do this. So they, they'll do like 80% of the work when mm. the house really needs 100% of the work. Mm.
1: So that's one of the things that I would be more most interested in is, like, what do you hear from customers? Like, how much money do you save? Yeah. Or how much money are they saving? Or like we talked before we started this, how, you know, customers can walk around in their bare feet in the house because it's warm
0: and, um, you know, that yeah. type of thing. Right, right. Yeah, so that... that, that uh, so that, that <laughs> the, the energy, the, the little, the, the quagmire of what, what uh, I, I find in the energy efficiency world is that, in general, our energy prices are, in, in, in Michigan, even though they're higher across the elevated compared to the rest of the U.S., but energy prices are pretty darn low. So, so there's, you know, there's not a huge penalty. Most houses, most households pay between two to $3,000 a year for their energy bill. So if you're, if you're a, a, a regular normal income person, you know, that's, that may equate to like half a percent of your annual income. If you're a low income person, you know, then, then that $2,000, $3,000 uh, is a lot. Mm-hmm. If you're a low income person, also in a low income house that is stressed uh, and not been well maintained, that energy bill actually goes up significantly. You know, there's, there's a lot of correlation between that. So there is, um, there is a, a big emphasis on um, you know, you taking, taking the energy waste out of uh, many of these low-income houses or many of these dilapidated houses and trying to update them and, and correct them. So I'm, I'm pretty excited about that. Um, some of the things that I see with that is, is it's great. Sometimes a sometimes homeowner may not have as much choice in the matter if, if someone else is paying the bill the homeowner may not have as many choices to. Well, I want to fix this window. Oh, uh, sorry. The window replacing windows is not part of our program. Mm-hmm. Okay. Maybe you could replace the window through a, a lead abatement program, but but that's not my program. So you're out of luck. Mm-hmm. Um, it's actually it, it's a it's a thing that I've I've been seeing for a long time, and um, to help address that, I've. I've, 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 I've I've been working with a, a small group of people to develop a nonprofit called home care coordination, which is it's designed to try to help connect uh, um, homeowners who are income qualified to, um, to, to connect with these other programs. Like KNHS does, a, has mm-hmm. a great roof replacement mm-hmm. program. Yeah. KNHS also has a great lead uh, abatement program, mm-hmm. but, you know how often are they working with other groups to do the weatherization or to do the uh, um, energy efficiency pieces? We actually worked on a project recently with KNHS, and we got funding from KNHS to replace the roof, and then the homeowner took out a Michigan Saves loan, which is a which is a, a pretty a, a, a low interest loan sponsored sponsored through our, our our state energy bank, but it's called Michigan Saves, and then and then um, I worked with Consumers Energy Helping Neighbors program. And we braided all three of these funds to do this great work on, on this house just over in the Westbrook neighborhood, Westwood neighborhood. And um, a lot of fun. It's a real big headache, but, it, uh, but I've recognized this need to have some type of coordination. Like, uh, you know, like um, there's, there's a lot of great nonprofits and well-intended programs, but frequently they, they operate in these silos.
1: Yes, the pockets. How do you connect yeah. those? How
0: do you connect the buckets? Uh, yeah, I don't know. That's uh, like uh, uh right now I'm, I'm working with Sean Wright who, he was he originally started the Community Homeworks, really great organization, real you know real just down home like how do you fix your house and they start to train people on it, um, but, he and I have been talking about like you know how how can we start to. Um, this is like a
1: clearinghouse of ideas.
0: It's a clearinghouse of it's a clearinghouse of yeah. So so it's 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 in its it's in its early development stages. But the idea basically is how do we how do we take um, how do we help train new people to be part of this workforce, and then two, once you g- go out to evaluate a house, um, how do you take that whole picture of what everything that house needs, and then and then find funding sources. To help that homeowner, so that they can actually, instead of just getting part of the job done from one agency or one one program, that we can actually apply it and 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 actually ha- use a strategy or, or a plan. And sometimes the plan won't will develop over the few years, or sometimes it can all happen at once. But how do you take that to say, hey, uh, Consumers Energy, you're gonna you're gonna be part of this. Your Helping Neighbors program will help pay for part of this, and KNHS, your your uh, roof program and your window program will help pay for part of this. And then homeowner, you know, how can, you, how can we leverage you taking out a small loan so you can get some of your little things done that you've always wanted to have done in the house but really haven't had the space to do it. And then combine all those things so that you know um, the person can save energy so that instead of having a $200 or300 energy bill, now it's down to $100. And they took out a small loan where they have, you know, just um, the loan payment may be seventy-five dollars. So there's like some some ways to combine that stuff. I'm excited about it because I think there's I think there's a real need in our community yeah. to yeah, to there is to do <laughs> stuff like that. And I'd like to see you know kind of speaking along the city line. Yeah, you know, they, they have been approving more projects where it it's helping with uh, um, doing doing more uh, energy efficiency work so I'm hopefully hoping that you know we could work with the city and 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 maybe have some incubator funds to help develop this this home care coordination of, of uh, making income qualified people be part of um, a home performance yeah. style yeah. Uh, uh, home performance style retrofits mm-hmm. that can happen at a house because some of the projects I mean you know some of these houses require 30 50 or a hundred thousand dollars of investment yeah it's not
1: it's not pocket change
0: it's not pocket change it's not like five thousand yeah. dollars or or something like that it's right. it's some big stuff it's some big money and and um and if we you know if we don't start acting with the sense of urgency then then um you know houses can still continue to deteriorate right. mother nature has, is a powerful powerful mm-hmm. force you know
1: well it sounds like you um you definitely have your dockets full uh, <laughs> for the foreseeable future um Mark, yeah. thank you for so much for being with us today. Yeah, thanks. Um, before before we wrap up the pod, um, tell us how to get hold of you.
0: Oh, okay. Um, yeah, so a couple ways to get a hold of us. Um, we have our website. It's called thebetterworldbuilders.com, dot com. And then um, we're located in the Edison neighborhood, right on Jackson Street. So uh, you can stop by our shop. We're at nine eighty five Jackson Street. We actually have a house right next door to our shop. It's ten zero zero three Jackson Street, and um, that's been a house that we've developed as a training facility Hmm. so we're trying to encourage you know learn on this house you can learn how to diagnose a house and learn how to um, insulate a house and if you fall through the ceiling on this house great learn how to fall through the ceiling on this house and not on a (laughs) customer's house Um, and then of course the phone you know uh, uh, our our numbers let's see two six nine three eight three seven eight six two that's 269-383-7862. Two six nine three eight three seven eight six two.
1: Mark, thanks again for being with us today. It was a pleasure.
0: Oh, it's my pleasure too. Thanks so much for having me. Great yeah, a great honor. Yeah. This is a this is a great thing. I really enjoyed it. Excellent. I will say this one last thing. I wanted to say because because I really strongly believe in this. But this 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 idea of um, energy retrofits is good. But there's also this other part of making houses healthy. Hmm. So healthy homes makes uh, or. Yeah, healthy homes makes for healthy people, and healthy people makes for healthy communities, and then healthy communities can make for a healthy planet. So all of this is really connected in in what we're striving to do, but but from the greater sense of, of how we can help address issues in our own community. many Much of it can actually be started right in our very own home. Excellent. Thanks so much.